You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my home. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast that explores the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. Thank you for tuning in for episode number 41, Future State Batman. That's right, we're digging into the, into the future. We're thinking about the future. And I say we because it's not just me and one guest, it's me and two guests. That's right, I'm going with some OGs from straight out of Gotham. In this corner is the one, the only, Eric Holzman. Eric, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm swell. I'm hot and sweaty because I've got the, the OGs on today. Um, your partner in crime in the other quarter is the one and only Peter Vera. Peter, hello. Hey. You, oh, wow. You got both of us. Usually, yeah. you know, people have to pay extra for stuff like that. That's true. <laughs> I mean, would this, be, would this be a Lauer sandwich or an SOG sandwich? Uh, oh, geez. I, I guess we got to be the bread. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to, does that mean we're like Texas toast? <laughs> um, you're a good uh, amount of carbs. Yeah. For me, yeah, this is a, this is a mouthful right here. Um, yes, we're, we'd definitely be collar bread. We'd definitely, <laughs> with, yeah. with the size of Pete and I, I think we're the thicker side of the bread. You know, here's the, yeah, you guys are thick. All right. You're you're thick. So you're going to get your money's worth on this one. You're going to cram this uh, in your mouth. Anyways, moving along. uh, Thanks to both of you for joining us. I should have said before that Pete is the reigning champion of the amount of uh, appearances on the Batman book club. That's Uh, true. Eric, you are so far behind. You need to catch up a little bit, but that's okay. Neither of you are strangers to, to the show you know how i do you both yes. know many times before so before we dip into the future state i want to ask both of you um what what have you been reading lately aside from from this this stuff that we're talking about uh go pete oh me i've been i've been i just finished up some of uh bray fogel's uh run of detective comics from the, oh. from the late i believe it's the late 80s and uh i'm i just started uh reading that i just finished reading the, that section of my back issues and now I'm dipping into the early 90s portion of the back issue. So that's basically what I've been reading aside from Future State. That's fantastic. Brave Fogel. You know, I crush on Brave Fogel. Eric, how about you? Anything? I have not been reading comics. Okay. But I got a book for my birthday, Talking to Goats. It's from Jim Gray's <laughs> book about the, all the interviews he's done with the great athletes throughout time. Oh, okay. I Eric also about- reads the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you were talking about livestock. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the men who the men who stare at goats, yeah. talking, you know, talking. I, I was. I realize what I said that. <laughs> I realize what I said that I probably should have been more clear. But yeah, no, it's, it's Jim Gray book. Um, the sports. Um, I guess he's an analyst. I don't know what I, I guess. Reporter, um, journalist, reporter. Yeah, journalist. Yeah, and uh, he's interviewed almost everybody. So it's kind of he talks about certain people that he did interviews with and how those went and what the guy was like and. Quick question. Um, since it's, I believe it's the one year anniversary of Kobe's passing, is Kobe in the book at all? Kobe is not in the book. That's sad. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like Jim Gray should talk to him at least. I mean, he's talking well, not, I haven't finished it, so he's not at least as far as I've gotten. Okay, so it's still a possibility. Yeah. 
So Eric went all classy with his answer. Now I feel like an <laughs> idiot. Although I am in the midst of uh, reading a former president's uh, most recent book. So that makes me feel kind of smart because there's a lot of big words in there and no pictures. So um, <laughs> that's no fun. Yeah, I'm well educated, I guess. I didn't <laughs> know Trump a had a book out. <laughs> no, that's a coloring book. Um, <laughs> moving on. Don't want to piss anybody off. Uh, so yeah, we're going to we're gonna think about the future and we're going to talk future state because when this started coming out, uh, when this was first announced, I, don't, I didn't see many people that were too excited about the aspect of the mm. Batman continuity taking a break and they're going to do this little two-month experiment called future state. Uh, were either of you guys looking forward to this at all when it was announced? No. <laughs> no, okay. Not at all. Not, not, at least uh, from my perspective, no. Um, this, it seems like kind of gimmicky in a mm-hmm. sense to me. And uh, I was worried about that. Just like, you know, coming off of freshly the new 52 and then DC Rebirth and just, it seems like they do this every so often where, where they feel like they need to change continuity and stuff like that. And I don't understand why. It's just, I feel like nothing's as convoluted as it was at the time of crisis on infinite earth when it needed to be cleaned up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just kind of shocked that they did something like this again. So, so soon. For me, I was because I'm, as you guys know, I'm not a, I don't read weekly. So for me, this was a, like, Oh, they're do, doing something new. I was interested to see exactly what they were going to, how they were going to go about it and what they were going to try. So um, yeah, I was actually looking forward to this. Uh, and then part of, part of it is so that if we're talking, you know, we have our group text. So if we're talking about this now, at least when you guys are talking, I know exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes you go on these tangents and I'm like, okay, I don't know what this means. <laughs> so I guess kind of, I'm not involved, but now if you talk about future state, it's kind of cool that I can, I can share. You can contribute. Yeah, yeah yes. they think that these are actually directed for someone like you to pick yeah. up at, at a fresh point at kind of the beginning. I think these initiatives are directed to definitely for new readers. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wasn't too excited about it because for, more so in line for what the reasons Pete said of like, oh yeah, just another gimmick. And I was like, that's fine. I'm not going to trash it. I'll just two months of not buying and not really reading comics and such. But uh as I've said on here before, I review the Batman title on Batman on film. Pete reviews the detective title on Batman on film. Well, there were two books specifically, quote unquote, replacing those for the two months of the next Batman and Dark Detective. And so Pete and I were going to read and review those anyway. And then it just kind of seemed like, well, let's just give the other stuff a shot because why not? And I'd reached out to these uh, straight out of Gotham dudes and said, would you want to talk some nerd, some nerd comics and maybe do a... a you know, a fun little episode about the first month and then we'll see how it goes and then maybe do the second month. And so we said, yeah, let's talk the next, let's just keep it strictly Batman talk. The next Batman issues one and two and dark detective one and two. And they both said, absolutely not. So then I had to Venmo them $200 each, which it's coming guys. It's coming. And uh, it's my next stimulus check. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Lauer stimulus check. That's the Lauer standard for you. I tell you. There you go. You beat me to it. (laughs) Uh, So let's just, let's dig in. Let's go first with, I guess it was the first uh, comic book day of future state was the next Mm. Batman number one. So let's talk uh, the next Batman uh, two issues. Uh, Who wants to kick it off? Uh, I'll go. He does. Um, Okay. First off, uh, I think it's very interesting how in issue one um, of John Ridley's next Batman, they, he does a really fantastic job of making you wonder who Batman is. Cause it's not a giveaway in the book. 
you know, he, he, he does a good job of, and it, through the first two issues, he does a really good job of, of this, just like, you know, planting seeds like, oh, he makes you think that Luke Fox is the next Batman. But we all know that it is Tim Fox because DC spilled the beans like two yes. months earlier. And <laughs> I actually think that puts Mr. Ridley at a huge disadvantage because I think the best part about his writing is this kind of mis- mischievous um, misdirection. What- Yes, the misdirection, thank you, uh, of just like just guiding you in the total opposite directions. Like when, when we eventually find out it's Tim, it would have been a really good shock because we've all expected Luke to go from Batwing to next Batman. And I just, I wonder why they, di- why they did that. And um, that's just, that's like my first talking point of the day. Just, I think he really did a great job selling this misdirection all for nothing. Yeah, because I think I was totally confused too by issue's end because we, I mean, this is a, I guess to set the the stage when I mean, we're in the future, I think in the timeline it said is like in 2025 mm-hmm. and this this new Batman, uh, he's he's uh, got a full a full cowl. There's no no chin exposed. So we don't Very even know if, if this Batman has a butt chin that we're so used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has like a futuristic look, even more futuristic than Batman Beyond was uh and there's they're hunting everybody with masks masks are basically outlawed and so that's kind of an interesting concept and then we get we're told this is like you know a it's a new batman so of course raises the question of like well what happened to the old batman and they really sold of like you know on the coming out of out of dc death metal and which I did not read. I don't know how, what happened there that leads to this is what's going on. I don't know that connection, but I was from like the opening pages of this, like we get a great Batman shot taken out a criminal. And then you've of course got this new like law enforcement that's trying to take out Batman cause he's wearing a mask and, and all that. So it was like, it was a cool startup. And then to add to tie into what Pete was saying of, we didn't know who that was behind the mask. Uh, we weren't given any clues. The only clue we end up inside the Fox home where we right. see Luke and then he ends up going to visit his sister in the hospital where his brother is also visiting his sister and they bitch at each other. And then we're back to Batman fully like, you know, fully suited up and then it's issues end. So then I think I might've even reached out to you Pete and been like, wait, which one's, which one's Batman? Like, <laughs> the one with the goatee. And I, like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well that works. Um, <laughs> Eric, what did you, where were you at with the, who's, who's behind the cowl? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm with Pete. If I didn't know beforehand, like if DC didn't tell us who it was, I would have had no idea um, reading this. I would have thought it was Luke um, just because right after you get the, that scene where he, you know, in the beginning, you, when you go back to the house, they're asking like, oh, why is he, he was sleeping, right? I think he was asleep for a long time and his yeah. mother's kind of like, what's going on? And, you know, why are you sleeping so much? So they kind of plant that seed there that, yes, this is the bat, the, the new Batman and not Tim, as we know. So it's kind of, Pete's right. If, if I was DC, I would have kept that on the, on, the, on the hush. I wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Um, and I probably would have just let the reader have to struggle with this because that's one of the best parts um, of this book for me. Yeah, and it's we really, I mean, this is this story kind of like if you read uh, Batman Joker War Zone, this there's a story in there that's an anthology book where the foxes, you know, it's about the foxes and it's like kind of like the prequel to this and it leads right into this. 
So if you want to just know what happens right before uh, future state, read that book or that section of the book. I was, I, I enjoyed it, but um, it was, what was interesting also is how you go from one artist to another. And well, now I'm jumping my thoughts. Actually, what I wanted to say was the foxes seem to be the center of the story. Whereas, you know, you have the dispute between the two brothers, right. And they're trying to figure in, you know, they're trying to mislead you on who Batman is, but then, Lucius's wife is actually working with uh, Mayor Nakano, who was introduced in Tomasi's mm-hmm. run of detective comics, and uh, she's kind of playing ball there. And she's they're they're doing a lot of legislative stuff and trying to figure out how much pull the, the magistrate has um, within the city and the no, you know, the, the mask shoot first initiative and stuff like that. So this seems to have a lot more politics going on in it than the other book. You know, this seems to have kind of a political angle to it as well as we're dealing with the family. And it, I wonder how that's going to break down in the next two issues. Just does she know that, you know, Luke was Batwing? Does she know Tim is Batman? You know, I don't, I don't think anyone knows Tim is Batman yet, but it, it'll be interesting to see how with her involved in the government, how this plays out because she stresses early. She's like, I know what masks have done to my family. So does she know Lucius helped out Bruce Wayne as Batman? There's a lot of just those like uh, little things that you question. So, the story seems to be centered around the Fox family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's that little sec, there's that little story that they tell about the two brothers too, right. With the Bane gang and, you mm-hmm. know, trying to, how you, they want to be at the gang. And the one brother's like, no. The Bane Litos. Right. The Bane Litos. Um, and the one brother is the good brother. And the other brother, obviously you always have that dynamic, the good and the bad, you know, the angel and the devil kind of dynamic in the story. Mm-hmm. And so they have that. And that's, I, when I was reading it at first, I'm like, well, where are they going with this? Obviously they do tie it in um, as the book when you get further into the book, but that was like the other um, main through line that I had that was there through the book. But uh, yeah, with that. And plus when they were, when Tim and Luke were talking at um, the hospital over Tamari, they kind of, they kind of give you, there's friction there. Right. I don't, Pete, I don't know if you know what that is. Um, uh, but, I mean, the, it, I, I don't know exactly. I know, I know Tim debuted in the seventies and his okay. first appearance is selling like hotcakes right now at an expensive price. But um, I believe Tim is kind of the a quote unquote loser of the Fox family. Yes. You know, whereas uh, Luke is the successful, smart, overachieving, you know, son, uh, Tim kind of is the underachiever. Yeah. So I would imagine, you know, and it, I think I think Ridley spells it out pretty well in that hospital scene. And just kind of like, well, we're we're hanging out as a family, and you ran away, like you left us. You kind of left us for not. And uh, it seems that uh, Luke is really bitter about that. And you know, he's finally had a chance to confront his brother, probably in the worst possible way, with his sister sitting in a coma. <laughs> you know, so it it was uh, tensions are obviously high in the Fox family, and I'm you know, you know you unknown to luke like tim's running around in a mask dealing with all the chaos that is being a mass vigilante in a you know shoot first ask questions later city so see you know you guys are laying all this all this out and i think my biggest issue with the first half of this next batman saga so to speak is i don't know what what the point is i definitely got that by the end of issue number one mm-hmm. of oh we've just got a batman here uh, and he's just taken out crime. Okay. And we didn't latch onto anything and there just wasn't really much of a hook. And then the second issue, sure. It laid out a little bit more, but also by the, 
by that issue's end, I'm like, what's, what are we working at here? What's the point? And I think that's my, my biggest problem with these two issues so far is that I don't know what we're, like, why do I need to come back and read the next one? I'm not left hanging right. on anything to where I really, I really care too much. And I'm, I'm not getting too much behind, you know, characterization of Tim or Luke to where I need to feel like, Hey, I'm really liking this character. I really want to dig in. I'm, I'm just kind of not caring. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not invested in the foxes at all. While it's inter- I'm more invested in seeing what goes on with the mother in retaliation to her working in the government and her son being a Batman. But the, the, the highlight of the book for me is when Tim is dressed as Batman. I think he does very mm-hmm. heroic things. Uh, as Eric said earlier, what he did with the two boys was great. Uh, how he's working with the parents to solve the murder of their, ch- their child. I thought that was very interesting. Um, I like the, even though the, like I said earlier, the, the artwork has changed. We went from Darrington to who was the other artist? Um, uh, Darrington did issue. Dan one. Mora. No, Dan Mora did Dark Detective. Oh, Dark. Uh, oh, yeah. Laura, I'm sorry. Laura Braga. Laura yeah, Braga. Yeah, sorry. Did I looked at the wrong part. Yes. So you know, I, and it's the artwork's good. I think I like Darrington's a little bit more, but like, if it's not Batman doing Batman things, I'm not really that invested in the story. Um, so, you know, I, I'm dying to find out who uh, Tim is talking to his like Russian Alfred. Yeah. Like, yeah. That guy, that, that's interesting to me, but um, the whole aspect, and this is what seemed, the book seems to lie heavily on what is really centered on is, is the foxes. And I just, I just don't care. Like, in my opinion, there's only one important Fox and his name is Lucius. Yeah. So <laughs> I just, I don't, and we don't, yeah, he's not here. <laughs> and he's not, he's not even in the story. You know, it's about his wife and his two sons, apparently. So I, I, to me, the book's already got like, you know, two strikes on it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the, the I Batman think just, stuff I think makes up for it to an extent. Yeah, the second book definitely is going more into what he's doing um, as Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Like we get more of that in the second book. But uh, yeah, I'm... I'm kind of iffy on where I am with the story. Like if they didn't release another one, I wouldn't care Mm -hmm. so much. So I guess I'm kind of where you are, Laura. I'm not really caring right now what's going on. Um, I'm happy it's only four to be brutally honest. (laughs) Cause it's like, I don't want to read 12 issues of this and it's not because Ridley's writing's bad. It's just, I just don't care about the characters, you know? Well, that's funny that you say that because they announced already that they're doing a continuation of the series that launches in right. February. And I'm I like, mean, I'm not, I'm really? Not. I mean, I think, I think they made that announcement after the first issue came out. I don't yes, even know if the second one came out yet. And I'm like, really? And then I read the second issue and I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's in, I mean, it's, I'm a hard sell when it's not Bruce behind the cowl as it is. Uh, but also, if you're just seeing images of Batman kicking ass, then it's like, I mean, you don't really, like, it doesn't really matter. It, that's just like a symbol. It's Batman kicking ass. So, yeah, that's great. It's, but this, I'm just not just not invested in, yeah. This I'm is just... going to be a funny comparison because it goes to just what you said, Batman kicking ass. It's, just, it's like Batwoman. I didn't care about anything in that show unless Batwoman was fighting physically and Ruby Rose wasn't talking, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's a weird comparison, but like the Batman stuff is the best stuff in the book. But how would you compare this to Gotham? The book? No, the series, Pete, I your favorite. <laughs> no, I meant this book to Gotham or anything. Yeah, I, I just wanted know. Pete to talk about Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> 
It always fine. Giggle, giggle, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't. But I mean, they introduced, I don't know, like they introduced Detective Chubb. And... I mean, but I, I know that's a, that's another thing of like an introdu- an introduction, a, a cool exchange in the first issue, I think, at the batting cage. And like yep. the, the line that said of like, don't stick fingers through the fence. I like right. um, <laughs> you're liable to get hit. And it, right. It's like, hell, it's like, oh, that's a cool, there's an underlying mm-hmm. message there. And I like that. I think that's cool. But then it was like, we didn't see him again. Right. And then we didn't see him until like what the the end of the second issue, just like briefly mm-hmm. too. And I'm like, well, then what was the point of that? I thought this was gonna be like this was a new Gordon working, a, a, you know, working toward a Gordon Batman relationship or something. And I mean, if that's the case, they're taking their time. And, and also, they're like, eh. I want to say this because I think it needs to be said. The price point of this book is eight dollars. Oof. There are three stories in this book, in each of them, and two of them are good for both stories in my opinion uh the outsider's story yeah. in issue number one i thought was better than the actual batman story and i thought batgirls was as good as issue number two of the next batman and i didn't like gotham city silence and so like for that price you're selling me three two stories that i actually don't want even though i liked two of them i i wouldn't have bought them so you're making me buy extra stuff at a higher price and I think that takes away too, like, do, I'm not in love with this book. Mm-hmm. And then you're putting in these extra pages and you're justifying the price by giving me these extra pages. You're forcing me to buy this stuff and I'm just not interested. And uh, yeah, even in my, like, even, and the factors into, you know, my reviews of Dark Detective, I was talking to someone literally just before the show and they were like, I thought the, the story was an A plus. So I'm surprised you gave it an A minus. I'm like, well, you know, for six bucks, they're making me buy, you know, extra seven pages of something I don't care about. Like that, that affects the grade of the, of the, of the, of the review as well. So th- that's yeah. something to factor in, especially for next Batman, because again, it's a more expensive book. It's $8. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to me. And they're including stuff that I didn't ask for and that I wouldn't want, which of course it's kind of a, I guess a smart business point of, well, we got to attach this to, to Batman. Cause we know Batman sells and these people will have to read it but and it also, makes sense for arkham knights because that story uh, was horrible like i'm it's, sorry it it's like bad. i i can't justify telling people of like yeah spend eight dollars on this book like when the, a third of it i'm like okay and i haven't even read the other parts because the first part was such a kind of lackluster mm-hmm. rah, just rah. Yeah. uh you commented pete on the art i will say that i loved nick derrington's art in issue number one mm-hmm. i really liked the coloring for it too i thought stuff yeah. popped i thought there were some really cool and really great images in that uh for issue number two laura braga i think that's almost a little bit more just kind of like standard you know more the words of the the great justin kowalski it's house style yeah and so therefore to me it didn't stand out and was just kind of it didn't stand out sure, issue two it's felt, fine the panel placement just felt very generic and i think the artwork's fine there's nothing yeah i don't want to take anything away from braga her, her artwork was very good like i, I no issues with the actual art itself but it just, it felt like just a standard comic book. Nothing really stood out, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing negative. Whereas like Darrington's artwork is very distinctive. Yeah. You know, it's very good. And the, like you said, the color, did they change the colorist on issues as well? Uh, colorist by an issue one was Tamara Bonav- Bonavillain. And then issue two. Eric uh, Prianto. So they changed the, oh. the, the artistic team. Um, yeah. It was, it wasn't bad. It was just different. Like uh, in issue one, it just felt like the use of warm colors really stood out, and especially the first couple pages. And 
it's it just very unique in just the way that they mixed and matched everything. Like it, they just, they have such a unique style, you know, that stands out. Whereas the, like you said, the other issue two just felt standard and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's, it, I'd rather have standard than trash. So like they, yeah. they, I'm not trashing the work. I, I think they did good work. It just didn't pop. Um, you know, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, I agree with that. The 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 art in the second one kind of felt like an old newspaper comic. If I could, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm laughing because that's a that's quite a pull. But yeah, <laughs> you know, like Ziggy or Garfield, or it just oh. kind of felt. I kind of had like that kind of a um, feeling mm-hmm. when I was reading it. Not that that's bad because that's fine. I just thought the art in book one was better. Yeah, um, I mean that's a lot of the panel placement. Like, there's not a whole lot of splash art. Right, you, know, you don't get a lot of spreads. I mean, it it opens with splash page, it closes with splash page, and then the rest are just grids. And you know that, that's fine. It, it it gives it kind of a throwback look to the book, but um, it just it's not as like I, I the the eye candy isn't there. Right. Yep. I will say one part in the the second issue that I did really like uh, was when they've got Batman. Uh, cornered up in an alley and they're like you've got nowhere to go come out or we'll open and then it cuts to like a panel and it's like the glowing lights of mm-hmm. of the vehicle totally felt like dark knight rises yeah like i completely was waiting for foley to be like a random trap gentlemen you know yeah. and then i'm just going flying out or something i just like, oh that's cool like that's too close for me to not say that's gotta be dark knight rises am i right but um <clears throat> yeah that's i think that's go ahead eric no, I just gonna say, I think the angle at the end where they introduce those people who killed that Jarevsky, whatever his name, mm-hmm. um, where he they kill he they found out that they killed him, and they tell you why, and like I think they're trying to, I think the writer is just there is trying to add more layers or more depth to the character, the Tim Fox Batman, um, and I just wonder what you guys would how, when you got when we got that little angle, that little twisted that spark anything in your brain did you start thinking of oh, okay now we're going somewhere or yeah, I, yeah i'm just interested to see how he goes about solving this case and what he does to bring justice you know like even though they just killed a man you know and, and they admitted to it but like they're still looking for their daughter and now they're all cornered so it, it, like i i'm i'm interested to see where, where it's definitely the most interesting thing i think right you know in the two stories and it's it's a good way to end it because for someone who's, who feels like there's really not much here, like that does kind of like, okay, where's that going? So I'm with you on that. Like it does add something at least, at least it motivates me to be like, I, yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to see how this concludes. I hope it does get better overall, but this does help. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's do a quick rapid fire here as we cap off next Batman uh, like a a favorite part, not for each issue, just maybe out of the two issues. Do you have a part that really stood out to you? And I'll go first and just kind of say I think it is that ending of issue number two because for me, I finally I finally did feel like oh here's something for us to latch onto that's going to continue on that I like oh I want to see how this plays out. Whereas prior to this, I didn't have anything that I'm like oh wait what happens next? What happens here? So I think that's kind of what stands out to me as a part uh, mm-hmm. a favorite part, so to speak. Uh, for me, it's when we f- is when Batman first encounters the Bane Litos and like, is that Batman? Is really him? And he he crashes on the car and he saves the two kids. Mm-hmm. And there's that cool panel of the of the grapnel gun and where it splits open and it's it turns into two grapnels. 
uh, th that for me was between the two issues. That was like the coolest action set piece of, of everything. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> for me, it would be right before we find out those two people here that he's fighting happen to be the mother and father of the girl who was killed when he doesn't know who they are at first. And he's kind of going through the steps of how they're fighting and explaining, you know, this one's angry. This one fights fast. This one's, you know, that part was cool to me, how he was kind of going through the motions. I, ca I kept thinking of the Sherlock Holmes movies with, with mm. Robert Downey when he would go through the steps of how he's going to beat, how he's going to take out his opponent. Yeah. Just that, that was a cool part for me, kind of going through. And those are very Batman moments. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. so I'm saying, like, the book is at its best when we get to see Batman on, uh, in the book. So, yep. Yeah, which, which leads me to a favorite panel. In issue one, I think it'll be like page two or three where we get that shot of Batman dropping down on the guy and it's a, it's a full page. The mm -hmm. coloring, Batman spread, yeah. like wings spread and everything coming down on the criminal. I just think that page is awesome. Love that that's page. That's a good one. I have to say, if, man, if I had to pick a favorite page slash panel, mm -hmm. it's definitely the end when he's got the two kids. Like he's, where is he? I'm trying to find mm. He's he's got the one kid hanging from the from yeah. the rope, and he's got the other one in in his palm, and <laughs> it's just cool. And you have the skyline in the background with the moon and everything. So I, I dig that panel. That, <laughs> it's that, almost like, awesome. listen here, you little shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the goddamn Batman. I'm the new goddamn Batman. You're I will goddamn drop your Batman. brother. I will <laughs> drop <Yeah>. your brother. <laughs> so that that was cool. I, I definitely enjoyed that one the most. Cool. Yeah, mine would be an issue too. The one you said before, Lauer. It's kind of back to back. The one where you just see the lights of the bike come on. Yeah. And then the next one, you see it. It's moving, and there he's like breaking through everyone. They're shooting at him and stuff like those. It'd be that sequence, but that's probably my favorite from the two books. Excellent. Good job, boys. So I feel like we're all kind of in the same in the same ballpark on the book. It's like we don't hate it, but we don't love it. It's definitely like middle of the road, but mm -hmm. will you both continue to, to, to check it out next month? See where it goes? Yeah. I will. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, I started, so I'm going to finish it. That's how I look at it. Yeah. So Atta boy. Atta Especially boy. since it's four issues. Like, if, like I said earlier, if this was like 12 to, if this was like a two-year run, I, I don't know if I'd be that invested in this. I would have given it maybe an arc before I dropped it, but since it is only one arc, I will, I will finish it out. Yeah. yeah, and maybe it changes. Maybe the next two books are that great and mm -hmm. we change our feelings. I don't know. Yeah, so moving along, the other another big, big uh, book of this future state is Dark Detective, which is written by Mariko Tamaki and drawn by Dan Mora. Total opposite feelings when it comes to Dark Detective. I think Dark Detective, both issues have been outstanding. I think there's, they've had a great hook. There's a kind of a mystery set off right at the beginning of what the hell happened to Bruce Wayne. Because Bruce mm -hmm. Wayne, you heard, and if you read any other Future State titles, and I think it might have been alluded to in the next Batman of Bruce Wayne's dead. The other Batman is dead. He's, he's gone. And yes. to know that this title had Bruce Wayne and you, you, know, you see him in a bat suit, it's kind of like, Bruce Wayne is not dead. He's right there and he's Batman. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there's, that's just like a, a good mystery to, to just a good jumping off point. And then we get a little bit of a, like a, a, a present and past flashbacks going back and forth and slowly unraveling what happened as well as more about the magistrate and this concept that uh, Nakano had of bringing in an outside force to help with crime isn't, that like getting an outside party that's you know putting their foot down is not really a good thing because it's almost like there's no it's there's no shades of gray it's evil or not and in this case evil is anybody with a mask no questions asked hunt them down 
Right. But the the interesting thing that unfolds here too is that Bruce starts to wonder, how did they pinpoint me? How did they know where I was going to be? How do they know that I am Batman? And it's, I mean, it's it's a great Bruce Wayne Batman story of just like taking going on a ride with that character into this into this uh, into this kind of a new world as he's trying, you know, he's going to go into detective mode and figure out what the hell is going on. That Big Brother is seeing all. And that ain't right. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to me, just all aspects of the story. Like, it's definitely a story that is is centered around Bruce Wayne. So it's like it, that's like okay, cool. Like, that's where like I'm really invested in. It's like okay, so this is this is Bruce Wayne Batman, and it seems like in issue one, he's almost debating whether or not he should even return as Batman. You know, like he's kind of fighting his inner demons, and he's like, well, if they think Bruce Wayne's dead, maybe Bruce Wayne should be dead. You know, and he. he it kind of by issues end he has his like epiphany and he realizes you know it takes it takes him witnessing someone in trouble for him to realize no batman's still needed (laughs) for him to say i'm the goddamn batman yeah and uh it's just fascinating to me just you know and it seems like this world is not that far off from our own you know everyone's nose deep in their phone so you know he's the he's the prince of gotham like bruce wayne is walking around the streets of Gotham's Times Square and and you know there's a giant yeah. billboard of his passing and no one notices him you know no one's paying attention right and it's it's it, it feels very relatable like you know before the pandemic you people you know you walk around Eric you can speak this you walk around New York City people just walk into you because they're too busy scrolling you know and, and no one's really paying attention to their surroundings yeah it, it feels very realistic and just to see him you know at the end of his rope and you know he's paying a guy to, for surgery and he's down to like his last couple bucks and he's he almost got denied the surgery it's it's just fascinating to see uh everything and just wherever uh what tamaki's doing with the character and how she's really in his head from and then in issue two like she writes this amazing like monologue about death that's like i'm like oh man like i feel like (laughs) it's almost like uh, listening to bruce wayne the beginning of bvs you know like Mm. got that morbid just somber feeling to it and it's it fits with like bruce wayne and just his mentality and i don't know like i i can't speak enough to just how she's just how she can just relate to the the character and really dig deep and you know i mean i i read her tamaki's run on wonder woman just before this and she did this cool max lord story right before wonder woman 84 and so i was like okay like she's already done one of the big three now she gets to do Bruce Wayne Batman. Like that's she, clearly she's up to the task. So like hearing that she's doing this and then she'll take over detective coming out of this. Like I'm just, I'm ecstatic cause I'm really enjoying everything she's brought to the table so far. Yeah. The first book <clears throat> is masterfully written. Uh, really is like, it goes like pizza. It goes from the beginning. It's Bruce Wayne and slowly through everything he's going through. He, the, the, he's dead. Everyone thinks he's dead. You know, he gets the surgery. Even the first scene in the diner with that girl where she's mm-hmm. talking. And yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't even recognize Bruce Wayne. Like, how do right. these people not recognize him? She's, yeah, she doesn't recognize And then just goes from there and it builds and it builds. And he finally to the point where he realizes, yeah, okay, I'm still needed. I still need to be Batman. And um, the city still needs me. And that is just so well done. And then the whole angle of how Wayne Enterprises built the magistrate and gave him the tech. And yeah. So he feels doubly responsible. Like it's, it's just so well-crafted and so well-written. Mm-hmm. And I'm 
I'm, I really, really like the story so far. Yeah, I think that's, that's the, for me, that was like the big hook then that book two ends on because we get a little more insight of where he's living in which he's living with old big bellied open shirt Noah yeah, yeah. Who's, who should be wearing a tinfoil hat you know and <laughs> I'm he, sure it's uh, coming I'm sure it's coming yeah. but like you know he's all about like they're they're listening they're listening in they're watching us and he, he he's got his, his mind made up and that's kind of how Bruce dismisses him a little bit because Bruce basically just needed like I need a place to stay that's off the grid, a place that is still to unlock it. You need a physical key. Uh, and through, you know, doing his detective work, um, looking into the magistrate, you know, he finds this, this piece of tech that's like, he says is like bigger than a bumblebee, like a, like a big bumblebee, mm-hmm. but it's basically like, it's a small drone. And that for him just kind of opens up like, oh shit, they know everything because these things are flying all over. And this one just happened to malfunction and wasn't in total camo mode. And that's the only reason he was able to capture it. And so he tore it apart in, uh, in Noah's basement. And like the, he, that's just kind of where he comes to realize that like, oh, Wayne Tech, we made this. Lucius gave this warning a long time ago of like, we're either armed ourselves or our enemies. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that to me quickly spoke of like the Dark Knight of where Lucius Fox is just like, you know, this is wrong. You know, the, 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 um, gosh, I can't think of the, like the video cameras and basically spying on everybody. Yeah, how that's, how that's just wrong. And stuff. Yeah. And how that's just wrong. And so, like you said, Pete, that's just not, it just doesn't seem too far from removed from where we're at. And as far as we know, they're listening into this conversation right now. And uh, <laughs> I don't approve. <laughs> Although they heard us talk nerd and they're like, nah, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> these losers. It's like, these guys aren't raiding the Capitol building or next, no. <laughs> what's the next podcast talking about? But um, it's really cool. Cause like, as I wrote in my review for Batman on film there, you could see uh, Tremaki's inspiration. Like there's some, there's a bit of the Terminator in here. We're like living off the grid, not knowing not you know, not having big tech know where you are. Cause there's these three technical, these three tech companies that just came out of nowhere post Joker war. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of the fugitive it between Bruce Wayne running from uh, Peacekeeper. You know, th- that's cool. And then there's parts of like RoboCop where like, you know, like the citizens are unsure of the government and like, and but all these companies are funding all this stuff and they're, they're paying off the government. And, you know, he's, he's riding these gigantic cybernetic things. And it, there, there's a lot of like really cool just segments of like homage to, to uh, various action flicks. And then you know, there's there's that cool little piece as as I get into like the artwork now, like that like makes you think of like Dark Knight Returns. You know, and yeah. there's a lot of like just cool things that Mora did, and his artwork is he makes Gotham almost look like Batman Beyond and Blade Runner mixed with Batman Forever. You know, it's it's bright, it's neon. There's pop up ads like everywhere. Oh, all of that, but I got heavy zero year vibe by his uh, by his suit and then riding the bike. And the purple gloves, he's got the purple gloves, the old school Batman, mm-hmm. if you look at that. And there's a lot of that. And it's, it's, it's a simple suit, you know, it's, it's, it makes you think of like Matt Reeves, the Batman, like, okay, so he's building this himself. Like this isn't, and he mentions it, like he doesn't have the Wayne, the Wayne fortune anymore. So he's really piecing this together as he goes. And yeah, he doesn't even have a cape. It's like, he's wearing like riot gear. So mm-hmm. it, I mean, I think more, he looks, I think he looks cool. Like yeah, I, I, I mean, of course cool. I, I love the my, cape. I love the usual Batman cape and cowl and stuff, but I mean, still here. I mean, he still looks cool. It's cool. It's not my favorite look. Like, don't no. get me wrong. You know, like 
it, 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 it's, you know, I'm hoping with the spray painted logos. Okay. And having his biceps <laughs> just out there, he's like wearing a t-shirt. So it's, it's a, it's interesting, but I love just like Mora's panel placement because it's yeah. like, as we talked about like issue two of the next Batman where that felt generic, like Mora's placement <laughs> doesn't feel generic. Like at it's times she's like, He's got like a splash page. And then from like the page beforehand, you see all these billboards and like neons and everything. But instead of like just being one splash page, he turns the billboards into like panels where they would go. So it's interesting. And it's his, I mean, and the colorist, who, whoever were the color, the colorist in this, in these two books. Um, yeah. I'm flipping uh, too. Who's gonna get the, ah, you beat me. Bastard. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> masterful artwork. The artwork is just absolutely amazing with all these, these, you know, warm and cool colors and it's just you know the way that emotion and impact is just you know more more draws emotion really well and he does it really his eyes you know you could tell whether it's batman in the little white slits or if it's bruce wayne just looking at even noah like you could tell what noah's feeling just from his face you know whether he's questioning you know uh the bottled water he just looks concerned or when he's breaking the tv he looks just like pissed off and angry like yeah. Even for that that side character, you know, you're you 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 get what he's what he's displaying because of how he drew it. And like I mentioned this in my review, like there's these really cool like old school techniques that Mora uses. Like like if someone's jumping, there's like a quick streak behind the character. If he turns his head, there's that little white outline. You know, like it's it's like when you would read like an old Spider-Man comic and the spider sense would go off. There's like those little lightning bolts, but around his head, it's kind of like that. And it's it just it sells what the character is doing and it sells the emotion and it's like you know it's not it's not really about what you read as much as it is the visual style and that's just fascinating to me you know like i really dig that the art yeah the artwork definitely supports the story very well um in this one uh it's almost like it's almost like uh what's the word i'm looking for Kind of like, kind of like how music and opera tells the story. It's very, very the use of color, the dark, the light, the shading, all that stuff. They it's compliment. very, very, yeah. It's very, very um, complementary to the story. Sometimes when I read a comic, I I don't pick up on those things. I'm just reading, and the, I don't know if the artwork always assists what you're trying to get the writers trying to get across. But this one, it works very well. Um, I thought it was interesting the the hannah character i guess that's his granddaughter or his daughter that is um, i thought his daughter it's noah's daughter I believe. yeah right okay yeah um she seems to be someone she's gonna up have to, to something yeah we're gonna have to keep an eye on this one yep uh going forward she is, is she the girl in the cemetery in the first issue you know i was seriously thinking about that right as he was or saying, is that the girl for, or is that the girl in the diner like i can't tell the they it's it's interesting to me they introduced these two female characters that's, that's that doesn't look like the girl in the diner okay but they introduce these female characters and we never see them again so i'm wondering if they have some sort of place later on this in in the story because like the one in the you know we we get just this random girl in front of a cemetery as you know bruce is talking about gotham and how it's fallen and how it's a funeral you know like and then we get the girl in the diner who doesn't recognize. Like, I wonder what their purpose is if they have a purpose. You know, it's just, it's just she does to... look. I'm doing a side by side now, and it looks, it looks like it's the same, the same. Because the girl in the cemetery almost looks like she has like braids or dreadlocks or something like that. And then the girl in the diner has yellow hair, and then Hannah has kind of just like. Yeah, Hannah. No, it's not the girl in the diner. I don't. So think. I don't know. Damn, I don't know. 
But I'm, I'm wondering, like, you know, are we going to see these characters again? Sure, we'll see. I'm sure we'll see Hannah again because Hannah's got to be up to something. Okay, what's in that water? Well, it's not even the water. <laughs> it's mostly just like it's crazy. Like, does she know who Bruce Wayne is? Is she the only one because she doesn't want the house photographed? Like, is that something? Because well, they don't have any real tech in the house. Like, what is she so? What is she protecting? Her, her and her father from the magistrate's board. Like, what, what is that whole thing about? Well, this is something that's interesting to me. You asked, does she know who Bruce Wayne is? And it made me think of, they'd released, a, a, you know, the timeline of this and how Future State, a lot of books, including It Looks Like the Next Batman, happened in 2025, and Dark Detective happens in 2027. So there's like a two-year gap there of overlap Bruce Wayne Batman mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Fox Batman, and then dips into two years later where like while during dark detective is the Fox Batman also patrolling like, and I think that's going to come to a head. It's going to be addressed somehow, some way in a book. I think in that future state, um, that free guy that they were handing out at the comic shops last month, Mm -hmm. I think it kind of mentions in that of like, I think in the issue or issues number three, they're going to address a little bit, but that, that was a little bit with me that I, I was kind of wondering of like, well, what's has Bruce Wayne been gone for two years and then all this went down? Or, I mean, it's, I, it's a mystery. I like all this, like this part. There's just so much more going for Dark Detective than the next mm-hmm. Batman. I am looking forward to when these two interact. Um, yeah, I Bruce beats from, the shit out of Tim. <laughs> I remember at CCXP that uh, John Ridley did say, or I think it was Ridley or Tamaki, it was, it was one of the writers for one of the books. They did say that these two characters will meet each other at some point within. Yeah their books so i'm wondering what that encounter will be like and i'm wondering you know it 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 seems that the tim fox batman is publicly known people know that and they seem to think that he is batman the Mm -hmm. the original you know i don't think anyone knows well then it's you know what it doesn't make sense because everyone says batman's dead but then tim fox is running around as batman but that Batman seems to be in the public eye whereas the dark detective batman doesn't seem he seems to be hiding in the shadows a lot no one really knows He's out there. So I'm wondering what that interaction will be like. You know, does Bruce come back for his cowl uh, like he did versus John Paul Valley? I don't know. Like, it, it's going to be an interesting confrontation, actually. You know, what? I would think they'd both be going to look, look, investigate the same thing. That's, I mean, at I first, think. you know, right. I'm sure it's like BVS. They fight each other, become friends. Like, Kong versus Godzilla, I'm sure will be friends at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll fight like whatever giant monster comes out of it and it'll probably end up being like you know a spinoff for pacific room three um (laughs) well tim fox said at one point in one of his monologues i don't know how the real batman uh check that i am the real batman i think bruce probably hears that and then just goes and like says bitch please i'm the real i think tim is trying to convince himself he's batman i don't think he believes he's batman i think he's i think that's him trying to convince himself that he is Right. Worthy of this mantle. I I get it. I get it, Tim. But you are not the real Batman. Okay? I also wonder, Could you like, imagine if John Blake said, I'm the real Batman at the end of Dark Knight Rises? Well, oh, we all know why this wasn't a fourth movie because John Blake died. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> said, never mind, came back and him. <laughs> and I do wonder, like, how does Tim Fox get all... Because Tim Fox seems to be the more teched out Batman. So it makes me, like... It, did Tim Fox do this hobgoblin style and just find like a cache somewhere and he found like an extra supply of Wayne materials randomly. Um, so I wonder where he got all his gear from. I don't know. 
He, um, that gets explained at some point. I, I don't know. But that, there you go. This Batman, we can see where he's getting his stuff from. He's using his brain because he's a smart. He's a smart man. Uh, yeah. I just think these two issues they they came out strong. They're really good. Uh, Pete, you got the the upper hand in the books to review for BOF. Uh, <laughs> not that it's because it's a you're fine line. Aren't you reviewing like Harley Quinn, White Knight? I don't think you're doing all right. Yeah, that book's great. That's good. That book's. I don't. Um, I don't feel too bad for you. For for this one, it's just to try and find the right line with the next Batman to not be like, no, it's not bad, and it's not that I don't like it. It's not that I necessarily do either. It is very just okay for me. Whereas it's, you put it up against Dark Detective, and it's like, yeah, no comparison. Dark Detective is the better story, yes. and it's also the better price. This book is coming in at yeah. six dollars, so for two dollars less. You get the better story, in my opinion, and yeah. I don't, you know, well, and then you get that factors into everything. <laughs> you you get the better story, but it comes with a hemorrhoid called uh, grifters. So, yeah. Well, that's another thing too. I mean, I'm sure Jim Lee loves the fact that grifters getting some play, but it's like, I there's a reason why grifters never, <laughs> never <laughs> taken off, and it's like I still like if you take grifter out and this book is three ninety nine, thank you. Yeah, you know? that'd be great. I, and uh, I mean, I, mean, I thought. That story was interesting. Uh. <laughs> it was a good story. I, I, it's actually probably the best grifter story I've ever read because I've never read a grifter story. <laughs> so, um, and also like, it's it's still tough to sell me two dollars for a grift, extra two bucks for a grifter book. Yeah, it's easier for them to do it. Uh, Red Hood, you know, they put the Red yeah. Hood in the back of a dark detective book, and yeah. I have I, I'm less inclined to complain about it, you know. But uh, I'm yeah, happy. That one wasn't bad either. It, it was okay. I mean, yeah. they're not horrible. No. But you know, if you if I, it makes me wonder if AT and T, you know, everyone's favorite company now because we're getting a Snyder cut, is testing <laughs> out what what works and what doesn't. You know, for well, for yeah, dollars you get three stories. For six dollars you get two. So I'm wondering if this is just a really an experiment for them to see what sells. You know? I think DC is just trying to hurry up and release everything they have. Cause they're expecting AT&T to stop comics. So maybe that's it. <laughs> we got to get our grifter I, I, stories well, out. Okay. I've, I've heard that as well. I mean, I heard AT&T is going to stop publishing monthly comics. Yeah. Well, so I think everything for them is a test period, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Let us have Dark Detective, and then I don't really care about the rest of Future State. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, there, are other, there are other. There are other. It's been bad. You know. No, I it think... hasn't. It's been more, and you can attest. I think I don't know anybody who's read as many of them as you have. I think you've read about all of them that have come I've out. Read, in I've read everything except for Legion of Superheroes. Okay, and you've definitely said there are definitely more good than bad stories, and in this case too, I didn't even say that the next Batman is bad. So it's like worst case is that stories are okay well then hey that's better than what i thought it was going to be i think it's just slow that's yeah. that'd be my biggest complaint about go. next batman it's just very slow building right now yeah um dark well, detective just comes cool. out it just comes out at you and you're yeah. already caught up in it and it helps that you know most people reading this already know who bruce wayne is so it helps <laughs> you know that'd be something you know uh and it definitely helps in that regard that we this is the established batman that we all know so yep but definitely, that would be my. If I'm comparing the two, that would be probably my main complaint is that the next Batman's just a little slow. It's definitely not not as fast as um, Dark Detective has been. All right. 
Uh, let's talk about some some favorite parts here between the two issues. Do you have a favorite part, uh, Mr. Holzman? Well, wow, that's tough. Um, and I know for the second book, it's the whole, like Pete said, the whole thing about death in the beginning where mm-hmm. he's kind of explaining the process after he got shot and he's in the water and he sees like the other, someone else who had been killed, just one of many in Gotham. And um, that whole part building up to um, where he was at that point and where his mm-hmm. mind was at that point. To me, <clears throat> I love that part. That's that's just great. Cool. So, Peter. Uh, to me, actually, like, I really dig the whole, like, in, in issue one where Bruce is, like, knocking on the door of the surgeon and this mm. guy is cutting him open and stitching him up with a cowl still on. He doesn't really care who he is as long as he pays him. Like, it's just fascinating to me. Like, God, it, it, you know, it, it reminds me a little bit of, like, Batman 89. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm with just Joker, waiting. Yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for Bruce. Bear! Bear! <laughs> You'll see what they have to work with. Yeah, like... <laughs> And then just, just like the heroic aspect of him questioning, should I come back or whatever? And then all it takes is for, you know, just an old man up against three punks to just like, yeah, no, I need to come back. And he just, you know, conveniently he's, he's got his cowl and his body armor underneath his street clothes, which is just great. And he, he rips it open and he's just running and he's like, no, I need to, I need to come back. I need to return. And yeah, like the mystery behind the peacekeeper one, just as he's sitting behind his, his throne like he's oracle of his with all his monitors is there's just there's also pete's favorite part is the first book the first issue the first issue is just great to me yeah no (laughs) i mean to i'll step back a little from there but like i think my favorite part actually is his discovery of the of the small drone and what it is Mm -hmm. because i really just a lot of parts of that just kind of snapped and kind of connected and it can it can speak to a lot of elements in the story that are off screen, you know, like it can connect to like, Oh, this probably could factor into how this and how this and blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, I think so all that's really cool to watch Batman do detective work. Yeah. And it's, it's something that I feel has been lost over the years. You know, it's, it's something like Tomasi, <laughs> Justin mm-hmm. d- did it pretty well in his recent run. There were a lot of, you know, Bruce Wayne detective Batman moments in there. And that's great. And, Seeing stuff like that is great. And I think that's what separates, you know, the Batman book from the detective book. Like the Batman book's always been the superhero book and the detective book's always been him. It's always been like the Sherlock Holmesy type thing where he's figuring things out and it's not as just action packed and bombastic, but um, it's like you said, it's great. Like there's so many things to like about the book and the creative team is just really excelling in all aspects. And I just, I'm dying to get these guys the three of them, I'm dying to get them on a, a regular issue of Detective with the cape and the Batcave and the Batmobile and the Rogues Gallery. I, like, I, th- that's what I'm really like. As much fun as I'm having with Dark Detective, I can't wait till this is over so I can get back to regular Batman and see what this team has up their sleeve with. <laughs> with real I Batman. love this. I can't wait for it to be over. You know, I'm kidding. Um, let's go into let's go into some uh, favorite panels, and I want to go first because I said so. I love the panel of him as he when he slips on the cowl and he's ripping his coat off i think it, he looks total he looks total jim lee mm-hmm. um i love that i love that page that panel and i know it's got like a bunch of the little panels on top of it too but that one of it's just striking i love that okay i'll go next mine is the one in book one where he's 
running. He's in that Times Square area, but he's running away. He found when he finally makes the decision that the city still needs him, and he turns around, and you see the Bruce Wayne on the screen in the background, and you see him running away from it. I guess out of that area. Um, that to me is just it's just a very pow- powerful panel because uh, you don't even need words there. Like there are words, but you wouldn't need them. You kind of know exactly what it's um, what what they're telling you. So that's that's my favorite panel. Cool. I love the opening sequence or the action sequence of issue two where he's doing his detective work and he's just spying on these kids because they're stealing something. And then this robot thing that looks like Kane from RoboCop 2 busts through and he jumps on his back and it reminds me of the end of that movie. And Moore does this really cool thing where there's one panel on the third page where it's Batman grimacing and then we do, and then Tamaki does this nonlinear thing where it's Bruce Wayne and it's like the same, it's the same face. It's the same expression, just one cowl, one without the cowl. And it's, it's just, and then it goes into him shooting off his grapple gun at Peacemaker and then into the, the Dark Knight Returns homage. And it's just, that whole like opening action sequence is just captivating. And it's just, she really does a great job of just sucking you in from the beginning of the book. And I love how she writes just morbid Bruce Wayne. I really do. It's just, it ma- brings me back to the nineties of a whole Batman. And it's just yeah. like, it really tickles my fancy. Excellent. Hmm. Fantastic. Well, uh, I mean, I like yes, my books. They're amazing. <laughs> they, just are. they really are. They both, really are very good. Both issues of dark detective. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I can't, yep. I, I can't say I like one thing. Cause then it just turns into a tangent of the whole goddamn. Book. As we all just heard the last five minutes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, this is why I was yeah, in Batman Book Club timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you're talking too much. Garrett always says he thinks he talks too much. I'm like, you heard Pete? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I just think both issues are awesome. I think Dark Detective is, from what I've read, I think it's the it's the best Future State book that I've read. Because even if you just want to say one issue, I like pick an issue, one or two. And I think that they're better than anything else I've read in Future State. I, just, I will say I, I really like. He gives a, a run for its money. Nightwing? Yeah. Nightwing, Nightwing is damn good. Yes. Really good. Um, but yeah, Dark Detective is, is stellar. I think it's A plus kind of like all around. Um, mm-hmm. Quick final thoughts from you guys. No, it's good. I, if you're going to, if you have to pick between either of these, either of these titles, because they are expensive books, I, I'm telling you to go with Dark Detective, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah, I mean, I think we covered, you could kind of tell just for how, how all of us have spoken about the both books on the show, how we all feel. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how both end, but definitely more Dark Detective, just because, uh, I mean, it's Bruce Wayne, right? And that's the Batman that we all love. So I think that kind of always lends me to slant towards that. I will give the rest of um, the next Batman a chance, because, but um, I'm definitely, definitely, yeah, like Pete said, if you have to choose between the two, if you're, you know, pinching pennies right now, yeah. Uh go with go with Dark Dark Detective. It's almost like it's a rarity these days that actually the cheaper is the better. <laughs> this comic, it's cheaper than the next Batman, and it's the better comic than uh the next Batman. So yeah, so that'll that ends the future state Batman talk, but that does not end the future state talk because that will be continuing on <gasps> the Straight Out of Gotham show. Uh, to be continued yes over there where i think we're going to dig into some other happenings around in gotham during this futuristic state so uh stay tuned for that 
uh, the plan is to cover everything else going on in Gotham City, which will include Catwoman, Robin Eternal, and I think Harley Quinn. So we got we got more books to cover, but that's just because it's such a big city. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it equals out though because those are all just single, normal, regular issue stories. So while we talk about four issues here, issues. yeah, there's four issues that we're covering for for Straight Outta Gotham, and also we knew that. Eric was not reading comics. So we said, well, let's see if Eric will want to read 26 comics in three days. So, <laughs> this yeah. is how we tricked Eric to get. <laughs> yeah. Know, and we've just said it verbally. So. We're like, ah, oh, well, football season's over. So there's no more <laughs> fantasy. Can we get Eric to read some comics? No, I and, plan on reading more of the, the yeah. slate, the slate of future state. I plan, I actually do like, um, now I have all of them. Thanks to that. What something Ryan gave me. So I will definitely dive in and read all. Uh, or all of them. Pete, tell me again which ones you think are best. And we don't have to oh, do it now, but off air, you can tell really me. Quickly, <laughs> because I'll, I'll do it right now. Uh, I think Nightwing's fantastic. I think Future State Swamp Thing's absolutely amazing. Um, and everything involving Wonder Woman has been brilliant. Um, okay. Immortal Wonder Woman, Yara Wonder Woman. I thought that was really good. Um, what else did I enjoy? Uh, I thought Teen Titans was really good because the, the ending just really shocked the hell out of me more than anything else uh but yeah i've definitely i've definitely really dug future state more than i actually thought i was going to so bravo for them because they i was very skeptical and i think they've i think it's been pretty good there you go all right so yeah stay tuned for that eric if people want to follow you and they don't know where what where can they follow you you can follow me on twitter at finally 33 spell finale 33 you can check out our straight out of gotham pete and i straight out of gotham facebook and um pages we have a show page and a group the show page is there for information the group is there for you to come and join us uh so uh you know just check us out there and oh i'm always open to to feedback from our shows or from anything i i might tweet sometimes i get a little controversial so uh (laughs) definitely (gasps) check me out yes check (laughs) me out over there and uh you know just hit me up have a good time pete you can follow me on social media that's instagram twitter and zach snyder's favorite bureau at pete illustrated uh, please check out our show accounts on Twitter and Instagram, straight underscore O underscore G for both of them. Um, please check out my reviews of Detective Comics and Dark Detective on Batman on film as well. Uh, and I think that pretty much covers it. Fantastic. Well, you can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan. Pete, how's my name spelled? Spelled like lower. Uh, you can, the Batman Book Club is also a... Uh, proud member of the batman podcast network just go to batmanpodcastnetwork.com for a whole list of uh, other cool great nerdy shows that all of us like to frolic about you can also write into the batman book club at the batmanbc at gmail.com for questions or comments concerns go to the controversial eric Holzman. and lastly if you would ever be so kind you can help out spread the word on the show rate and review it on apple Podcasts. the link to that page is in the description of this episode so i hope you've enjoyed this sog sandwich that it's filled you up because it's going to continue there's a a sequel coming in the in the short future in the future in the future state there it is. <laughs> gonna, very that well done. was not very good so until next time <laughs> for pete and eric i am ryan and until then read more batman comics. Mm-hmm.